from the window to the wall. We're going to knock down, make some space, and we're going to put in a nice little breakfast nook. It's going to look really awesome, you guys. Because <laughs> this is my United States of whatever. And this is my United States of whatever. And this is my United States of whatever. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Whatever with Jason Soto, the comedy podcast that did the one thing Meatloaf wouldn't do for love. I am your host, Jason Soto. I am back with friends. I told you I had friends, you guys. I told you. Uh, Let us welcome the return of Lisa Sally Haynes. Hello, Lisa. Hey, You're hey, back. Welcome back. I missed you. I missed you. I missed you. I missed you. Guys. I miss. I missed my buddy, my pal. Uh, and today we have a guest. Uh, he we is do. the co-host of Lyrical Innuendo, which you can find at RabbitHolePodcast.com. It's Bubba Wheat. Hello, Bubba Wheat. Hey, it, it feels like it's been forever since I've been on this show, but it feels like I've talked to you both quite a bit <laughs> since then. Yeah, I think I think both of us has appeared in various forms of other podcasts, but you have not yep. been on whatever in a while. That's that is for sure. That was why I wanted yeah. to rectify that. Uh, since we have a opening, uh, Bear is finishing up their schooling, and so this is. Um, Lisa could probably attest to this, uh, being a college professor in North Carolina, um, this time of year is really busy for college students. Am I right, Lisa Sally Haynes? It's kind of crazy at this time of year. Absolutely. Lots of exams and final papers and the things. Yes. So, so Bear will be back probably, yeah, maybe next, I won't say next week. I don't know. It's hard to say, but they'll be back some point. So if you, if you only listen to the show because of Bear, keep listening. But they'll be back. Yeah, they'll be back. They'll be back. They'll be back, you guys. They'll be back. They'll be back. They'll be back. Hey, Bubba, since you're the guest, I'm going to have you pick. What ad do you want to hear first? Do you want the Run P ad or do you want the Audible ad? Let's go with Run P. Run P. Why Run P? This is a wonderful app that I made all of you guys download because, you know, they're friends of ours and. Not Lisa already had it, but everyone else I made download. Thank you. I wanted credit where credit was due. (laughs) Everyone else in Rabbit Hole, I had to like break into their house and steal their phones and put the app in there. Uh, So you're welcome, Dan from Run P. Uh, I did that. Uh, Anyway, it is an app. You go, uh, you can download it absolutely free onto your Android or iOS device, whichever you prefer. And uh, you go to the movies this weekend. Um, I am going to go see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Um, and uh, Lisa doesn't care because she does not like the MCU. Uh, no, I didn't say that. I actually like Guardians, but I've been deciding whether or not I want to go see this. Like, for whatever reason, I don't feel a pull for this one. That's interesting because know. this one has a lot of uh, buzz around it. Like, it, everyone yeah. is like, this is probably the best one yet. 
Uh, this is like James Gunn's like last Marvel output he's going to be doing. This is the last time the Guardians are possibly going to be on film. I don't know. I mean, that's hard to yeah, say, I right? I think I, actually I don't feel the believe same way. any of that particular <laughs> bullshit. I think that that's not actually going to come out to be true. Um, because these movies, and I say this with the, the, the utmost love and respect, they don't go away. So I do not believe for a minute that this would be the last one. I just don't. Like, they're not going away. So I kind of feel like, well, I could see it now. I could see it later. So I don't know. What were you saying, Bubba? Well, I, I think that they, I don't think that they'll come back mm -hmm. as another movie, but maybe some of the Guardians, some of the characters will show up in later Marvel movies. Just that depending is possible. On which actors want to come back, because I know... Uh, Dave Bautista has said that, you know, now that James Gunn is gone, he's done with the MCU and yeah. he has no interest in playing Drax again. Yeah. But I'm I'm also kind of with with Lisa. I I'm not feeling the buzz, even though like I'm hearing, really? yeah, it's the it's the best wow. the best Guardians ever and all this other stuff. And and yeah. I do want to go see it, but I'm not like super hyped for it. Right. Wow. I thought you of all three of us <laughs> <laughs> would have been all over this. Okay. Well, anyway, when I go see Guardians on Sunday, um, for you listeners, that's going to be yesterday, um, I am going to bring up my Run P app, and it's going to tell me when during uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is a good time uh, for me to go to use the bathroom if I need to go, which I probably will. It's going to be a long movie. Um and uh, it'll tell me, you know, what's happening during those scenes. Tells me how long I got until, like, the next action pack scene happens. Uh, all that good stuff. It's a great app. It's a lot of fun. We're now BFFs with the, the, the app designer. Um, They're super cool people. Super cool people. And, uh, yeah, so you should go download it um, right now if you haven't. If you haven't already. Bubba, you already got it because I broke into your house six months ago and put downloaded it, it on your phone yeah you. so everyone in rabbit hole already got it um and then uh but if you out there listening you know movie theaters are back so i Thank don't i don't God. see i don't see an excuse why you shouldn't be downloading it so go get that today uh now um audible uh, you can go to audibletrial.com slash rabbitholepod, and you can try Audible absolutely free for 30 days. You can download any audiobook, original show, or podcast that Audible has, and after 30 days, you just pay $14.99 a month, and you get access to more audiobooks, original shows, or podcasts. If, for whatever weird reason, you want to cancel Audible, um, don't fret. Anything you've downloaded, you get to keep is absolutely yours for the rest of your life. So you can hand this off to your great 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 granddaughter and they will forever have this audiobook that you downloaded. I want some fucking credit for doing that without breaking. Lisa, you never impressed with anything I do. No, it's not even that I was I was very impressed with you. I was very impressed with the string of greats. It was a great string of greats. Thank you. But I I I feel like Audible probably won't be around that long. So Hey, 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 hey. I don't know. They give us money. Audible gives us money. 
God well, damn that's it. good because I give them money, so it's nice that they reciprocate. <laughs> so don't talk negatively. I'm Jeff, not. Jeff Bezos is going to show up at your house and like oh, throw Kindles Bezos at is you. Gonna no, Bezos <laughs> is going to show up and shake my hand for giving him as much money as I have. Holy and then, hell. And then he's going to turn around and chop it off. The machete, he's going to show up because you're talking bad about one of his products. Never. Anyway, uh, Audible Trial. Luther super suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I'm sure he has. He's just going to come in a helicopter. He's just going to come down a ladder. Yeah. And, he's just going to uh, drop something on me from his drone. Jeff Bezos, the the person most likely to become Lex Luthor. <laughs> I mean, so would that is, make, to, um... is there something? Wait a minute, I have I have a question. Is there something to it that the same actor has played both Zuckerberg and Luthor? Oh, <laughs> hmm. I mean, he might as well play Bezos next. Yeah, could That's be a good point. AudibleTrial.com slash rabbit hole pod using that link helps us out here at the network and shows you support independent podcasts. All right, Bubba. Hey, you've been obsessed with something the last day or two, um, <laughs> and you keep mentioning it, and we're going to talk about it, because here's the thing. I think I'm going crazy. I, I think this thing already happened, and then when I looked it up, I saw that it did happen. So this is just proof that we're just in a weird Matrix time circle thing. Um so, um, a oh, banana God. got eaten. What? What at, was that? No, a... I would like to go back <laughs> to see that Reddit page, please. No. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> did you see it, Bubbly? Barely. I I couldn't quite read it. I fast saw enough. something that said how to quit porn. <laughs> I am throwing you right under the bus. Lisa, if you ruined if you ruined the show like Rob did, I'm also gonna put you in the lawsuit. Um, <clears throat> so okay, I swear I was going crazy. There was a art installation <laughs> that someone taped a banana to a wall, and then somebody ate it. And Bubba brought this to our attention in our group chat the other day, and I said to myself, "That already happened." Why are you talking about old news, sir? And then when I looked it up, this is indeed three days ago. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is happening to me? So I looked it up. And it did indeed happen in 2019. <laughs> Apparently, you cannot tape a banana to a wall in an art museum without somebody trying to eat it. Now, Bubba, why are you obsessed with the story? <laughs> I mean, I, I think obsessed is a little bit too much, mm. but I think it's just because I've, it's been like plastered all over my feed. I think it's because, you know, I clicked on one news article and then, you know, with all the cookies, I've, it showed up on all my other news feeds 10 more times because they're like, oh, if you're interested in this story, then you must want to read this story again. So uh, like I kept seeing this story everywhere on my phone. And and my thought was just like you. It's like, why is this such a big story <laughs> when it's a complete non-story? Because this happens, like you said, in 2019. Yes. And it was not a big deal because it, it's not it's not about this you know it's not like it's a picasso it's not like it's a one of a kind and 
you know, he destroyed it and it's gone forever. Uh-huh. This is like a conceptual art piece. Yes. And, you know, you can argue the merits of whether or not it's art or not. Like, I'm, I don't care about that, that sort of thing. But it is a, it's about the concept more than the actual tape and the banana because it is a an actual real banana and so whatever museum is displaying this art piece they have to refresh it every few days so it doesn't you know rot on the wall right and so it's somebody eats it they just replace it it's not that big a deal right yeah exactly so and the only reason why i remember this happening you guys are gonna laugh my dad made fun of this um, back in 2019, uh, shout out to my dad. Uh, he taped a taco to his wall and then took a picture of it and put it on his Instagram. That's awesome. Um, actually, if you give me a minute, I can try to find the picture. Um, but I am with, uh, I'm with Bubba. Lisa, what are your thoughts on this? As far as taping a taco to the wall? No, t- taping up a banana to the wall and then calling it art and then someone eating it and then it becoming a big giant news story. Actually, it re- it reminds me, and so I'm trying to come up with it, and it, it's, isn't there some kind of a joke or some kind of a riddle or something about a sandwich and the guy eating the sandwich and it's actually like the security guard's lunch? Do you remember this? this is, oh, I, is, it's like a meme or a joke meme or something about I've like about yes. art. Yeah, it, yeah, because it's, it's like, like somebody's sandwich. Yeah, like these snobby people are like in a museum, and then they're like, "Oh, look at this piece! It's on this table. It's so, <laughs> it is so thrilling." And then it's just the security guard's like lunch, and he just picks it up yeah. and eat it. Yes, <clears throat> um, I feel like it's that, but I don't, I don't know. I, I think, I don't know. I, I, I love art. I think people who are good at art are fabulous, incredible people because I. I am not very good at art, although I recently listened to a TED talk that talks about how we're all artists and it takes somebody, you know, to. to... <laughs> so to the audio a... listeners, I, I found the picture my dad took of uh, him taping that's a taco a of, that's to a, a big wall. Piece of tape. <laughs> hey, and hey, hey, do not price. do not question my dad's art. OK, if he I wants don't. to use a big thing of tape. He will use a goddamn big piece of tape. You know what else I like? I like that your dad doesn't even use like standard gray duct tape. Like that's like <laughs> brown tape. It even matches the wall tone. <laughs> like I feel like this. He is an artiste. To this. He has the eye. He has I the eye it. for art. He knows what he's it. doing. <laughs> I mean, I recently was a delinquent in a national art museum, so I don't know. You may not want to. What does that me, mean? So. Wait, what does that mean? It I means that, that I was means. recently, I was recently on a tour, and the the tour guide kept giving us like these twenty minute long lessons on, you know, individual pieces. And I dipped into a side room because I wanted to look at something, and I actually got in trouble. The person came and said, you know, it was a friend of mine and me, and came back and said, um. You really need to stay with the group. It was like, oh, <laughs> sorry. And then, of course, we go down the hallway and she's showing us another big piece of art, which is fine. But it was another 20 minute lesson. And it was like, well, no, I want to go in here. So I dipped into a room again. And she came with me. 
And they sent another member of the group and said, she wants you to come back now. Okay. So we went back. And then there was a point where I caught up for a third time. And she actually said to me, I get the impression that you're not having any fun or you're not enjoying this. And I'm like, no, I'm enjoying this just fine because I'm looking at the things I want to see. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I'm not trying to be a rule breaker. Like every time that I dipped away from the group, I knew where the group was. It's not like they went off and I got lost. Yeah. But it was like, I, this is fine. I get it, but I really want to explore and see other things too. No, I um, gotcha. So I was a delinquent. Yeah, Lisa going around the, the uh, art museum going, I need an adult. I need an adult. <laughs> I need an adult. Yes. You need an adultier adult. Definitely need an adult. The new, the new adult. I feel that way sometimes. I'm like, I'm like, I'm in a situation. I'm like, I need an adult. Oh, fuck. I'm 42. Fuck. Right? <laughs> I'm like in charge of things on the regular. I'm like, do you understand who you're putting in charge of these things? Like I spend my time watching people play video games online and I cackle at it. Like it doesn't take much to entertain me. It doesn't. It really doesn't. One time I just had my keys in front of Lisa. She stared at me for like 45 (laughs) minutes and, and she was like, she was just, enthralled it was interesting i'm currently um, distracted by a video of you a are distracted shoes yeah it's a chicken wearing shoes and he's kind of flopping around it's really entertaining to me really a chicken wearing yes. shoes is more entertaining than me send it to you. and no, bubba you. that is that no. is so insulting to my guest bubba we how no, dare not you more man. insulting not how more dare insulting. you not more entertaining. i can't even talk <laughs> i just don't trust me because i can't even defend myself properly how dare you, ma'am? I worked hard on this episode. And I, I have you no know, doubt. the strings that I pulled to get Bubble Wheat on this show, you know what I had to promise? Well, we're not going to get into that, but. <laughs> um, that reminds me of the story. I'll be really quick with this because no one likes my stories. Um, when I was in the eighth grade, uh, my class took a trip to Washington, D.C., and uh, the last day we went to the Smithsonian. Uh, museum and we're you know they kind of kind of let us just kind of wander around because it was the last day uh we had chaperones like a lot of the chaperones were just the the kids parents um they're like you guys can kind of look at whatever we're not going to go on a tour or nothing just you can explore the museum just don't get away from your chaperone and so like they split like each chaperone like four kids and um at some point, I ended up having to go to the bathroom. No, so I, you. <laughs> I had to. I I I went to the nearest one. I said to the chaperone, "Hey, I'm gonna go use the bathroom," and it was like right there. And he's like, "Oh, okay, go ahead." And he was looking at whatever, like Archie Bunker's chair or whatever. And um, <laughs> to see Archie Bunker's chair. It's in the it's in the Smithsonian. Anyway, yeah, it's not a museum I went to. Um. So that bathroom, for whatever reason, was closed. And so there was a guy there who worked there, and he's like, oh, this bathroom's closed. You got to use the one, like, down the hall and make a left. And he gave me these elaborate directions, and so I I just went. And I found it eventually, and then I went to the bathroom, and I came out, and then I realized I had no idea where the fuck I was in his museum because I took such a weird journey to get there. And so now I'm like, okay. So now I'm roaming around the Smithsonian, looking for my chaperone or the kids in my class and everything. And I'm, I'm, I'm in there for like 30 minutes just by myself roaming around. 
And and then like eventually I found a set of doors. And some weird thing told me to just go out those doors. So I went outside the doors and immediately outside the doors was my class and the chaperone and my teacher like and they were out there and they were waiting for me. I was the last I was the last fucking kid in that museum. And they were all like just waiting for me. And then when I came out, they were all like, oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) And then the chaperone was having a heart attack because he's like, I lost a kid. (laughs) Yeah, that's not something you want to be responsible for. So, yeah, that that I I I I got lost the Smithsonian in 1994 in 1994, nonetheless. Oh, my goodness. Um, And then when I came back home, Kirk Cobain killed himself. But anyway, that's. Neither here nor there. Um, yeah, so. Aww. Uh, guy ate a banana in an art museum. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> move on or actually talk about the topic? <laughs> no, we're just going to move on to something else. I feel like we've moved on quite a bit. We just haven't talked about the topic. We're just going to, we're just going to, there's no topics on this show. That's true. About? That is very true. Anyway. By the way, Bubble Wheat is totally distracted by my chicken video. <laughs> is he? Yes, he is. Okay. Well, as the guy that has to keep this show running smoothly, I cannot look at the chicken video. Well, um, you're lost. Um, I have some sad news, everybody. Oh no! Oh no! Talk show legend Jerry Springer died this past he week. He did. He did. And I was a fan. Mm-hmm. I love. I think most of us were. I love the fuck out of the Jerry Springer show. Um, it felt like a show that, like, when you're a kid, you shouldn't be watching because it just feels like <laughs> it feels like this is forbidden television. But it's on two p.m. on an afternoon on a weekday. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I kind of blamed like the late night commercials because they'd be like Jerry Springer on tape, too hot for TV. Watch the uncensored craziness. And then you see like a like a woman in her bikini stripping on a strip pole or some shit, and it's like, get the too hot for TV version of Jerry Springer. I did have some of those tapes, by the way. All it just was, I legit was just like they took their tops off and they were just topless. That was it. That was the whole scandal. Like, oh no, we can't tell this on TV. We don't know how to blur shit. <laughs> What are you well, guys? Wasn't it pretty much the exact same thing as what they showed on TV? Except on TV, they had the blue, they just they, had the blue yeah. The, oh my god, the black box. There was literally a portion of the show at the end for like a good chunk of years where they were just like, "Show me, I want, I'm, I want my Jerry beads," and then they like flash Jerry Springer, and then like the producer guy chomping on his big giant cigar would throw like Mardi Gras beads at him. There was like a whole segment of this goddamn show <laughs> where they show tits, but no, we got to sell VHS tapes of the Jerry Springer show. Um, <laughs> so okay, Lisa, you said uh, you were a fan. As, well, I'll put fan in quotes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think everybody watched it. Like, it was just, it was fun entertainment. It was like that brand, like, random, um, like, it's just that it was that, you know, like, when Ricky Lake was no longer a thing, you watched Jerry Springer. Like, it was, it was, you watched The Price is Right when you were homesick, and you watched Jerry Springer. You watched Jerry Springer, yeah. What about you, Bubba? Yeah, again, I've, like, I wouldn't say I'm I'm a fan, but I definitely watched it you know, a, a fair amount. So I, I think I was more a fan of Maury 
because it, <laughs> especially you know all the the you know Murray used to be legit. Segments. He used to be legitimate though. Don't you remember? Like kinda, when he first got a show, he was legitimate because what's his face? Connie Chung was his wife. Yeah, well, I think they're still married, but yeah, uh, yeah. No, he was. He was like 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 Montel. Um, Williams. Montel Williams. Yes. Yeah, he was like that, and then something happened where then suddenly it was like DNA tests all around. Yep. <laughs> He uh, saw that that was when his ratings went through the roof, and he was yeah, like, "Well, no, I, I guess this is what we're doing." That's what he's doing, and and he did it, yeah. and he seemed happy with it. And same it's with like Jerry Springer, getting people, getting people that come on and, and go, "I am one hundred thousand million percent <laughs> sure that I am not the father." <laughs> Those the were results, the best. <laughs> you are the father oh, oh my oh. favorite no you know what my favorites always the original were? mic drops my favorites were always when they were not the father and then like the woman like just runs backstage like like and starts crying yeah and, oh and my just, god they go like, fucking out of there it's crazy yeah it's fucking wild um, I remember what there, there was one where it, it's like he brought this woman on and she had like three, like two or three potential fathers, and this was like her third time. <laughs> and like yeah. every single one of them was not not the, the father. father. I think I seen that too. Yeah. Um. And then you know what? Jerry Springer was legit the first like year. Uh, it was like you know we're gonna help, it like slowly like... devolved. It it's, it kind of reminds me of like The Simpsons whenever they they said you know the <clears throat> the future, and they're like you know. Uh, Fox Fox is now just hardcore porn, porn. but it happened so slowly that I <laughs> yeah, no one yeah. ever noticed. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that was the same with Jerry Springer because he would have like you know like oh we're gonna reunite this mother and the daughter and like oh these two people in a relationship are not getting a, like like in a serious relationship and they're trying to seriously hash it out uh, or whatever and then it just eventually went to like I'm gonna put a pie in your face. Um, uh, yeah, Jerry. And that was filmed in Chicago for like the longest time. And one of my <laughs> like bucket list thing was to go to a Jerry Springer show, but you had to be 21 <coughs> to do it. So uh, I'm like waiting and waiting. Oh, I'm almost 21. I'm almost 21. And then I swear to God, the fucking year I turned 21, he moved to fucking Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, I even knew where the fucking studio was. I knew where the fucking studio was. <laughs> it was down. Oh, it was literally like that's, that. That show was so popular that he, even his security guard got a show. His fucking security <laughs> guard. Yes, and that show's weird. Do you guys watch that? I, one? I never saw. No, I, never I can't even think Steve of his name Wilkes. right now. What the fuck? Steve, Steve Wilkos. Wilkos. Yes, yeah. his show was weird. It's like. It's it's like a serious Jerry Springer where he brings on people who need like relationship help or they're having trouble with like their kids or their moms or whatever. But then like his whole thing is if you're a bad person or you're disrespectful, you cannot sit in a chair. He takes their chairs away because <laughs> they start off sitting in a chair and then, like, the person will reveal, yeah, I beat my kid because, uh, you know, they didn't bring, they bought home a B instead of an A. And then he's like, nope, get up. You got to get off the chair. Take that chair away from him where he's not going to sit on my stage. And it, it's so fucking weird. 
<laughs> and it's not even like Jerry Springer wild. Like, there's no fights or anything. Like, he doesn't even tolerate it. Like, if someone tries to fight so it's like it, a, he's kind of a bridge between Jerry Springer and Doctor Phil. Yes, <laughs> pretty much. Yes, freaking Doctor Phil. It's fucking oh my weird. God, Doctor Phil. Yeah, Doctor. I think. Yeah, Doctor Phil. And I think he's leaving too. Like, he was supposed to be leaving. Isn't he um, gone? What or he already left. I don't. I, I just remember he's supposed to stop doing TV. And I'm yeah, I don't think it. he. I don't think he's been on for a while at this point. Yeah, I know. Um, I've I've been off of like network and cable TV for over five years now. So if it's yeah, not on fair. streaming, I've I have no idea. No, that's fair. No, that's fair. That's fair. And like I, you know, I work days now. But even when I was off on weekdays, I never watched TV. I would just fuck around on the internet or watch YouTube or I would watch like movies or something. I don't ever. That shows, that shows how young you are because some of us <laughs> didn't have internet. No, I meant today. I meant today. Oh, no, okay. I meant like now, present day. Oh, okay. Like, no, back when I was a kid. Yeah. I was fucking all about the Price is right and Jerry Springer and shit. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I remember, um, you know, being weirded out by, uh, fucking soap operas. My, I would go visit my grandma in the summer and she was into like the soap operas, like both the American and the Spanish novellas. Oh my God. Tell novellas. <laughs> Do you know that like soap operas aren't a thing anymore? Yeah, they're all like, going away. They're, not, they're, they're all, all gone. gone. They're either like streaming only or they're just flat out gone. And it's so weird. Yeah. Like, that was such an What the hell is on T what the hell's on now? All of the talk I, shows. I think so you've got Drew Barrymore and you've got um Kelly Clarkson and you've got all these other things. Oh. Well, I think all the all the um, like soap operas they've moved to like the uh, the Korean uh, soap operas that are on stream uh, streaming now. Oh. Mm-hmm. But yeah, my 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 grandma she was a fan of all my children. Uh, she loved One Life to Live. Yeah, like, my mom was a Days of Our Lives girl. Uh, General Hospital. Oh my god, that was a big one. Um, a lot of actors got their start on General Hospital. That is weird. Yeah. yeah I think Sarah Michelle Geller did. Yes, she did. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, what else did I used to watch like during the daytime? Um We had an yeah, FK. I'm I'm glad I was my uh, my parents were not soap opera people. We were game show. So I've definitely yeah. like Price My is dad right. was a game show guy. And yeah, yeah. uh you know press your luck all that like that yeah, was one thing right. that yes. i i was actually glad about even though i never actually you know i haven't watched a ton of them but it, it was so bizarre just these past like two two or three years this resurgence of all these like 80s game shows coming back like the the return of press your luck yes Supermarket yeah Sweet. yeah yeah oh my Shaker's god press Wild, your luck yes yeah, my father loved like, press with... your luck and name that tune and Those like are all with back. Elizabeth Banks too, yeah, it's it's so weird. I, I, I watched that too. I, I did watch some. Well, it's uh, Beat Shazam. Yeah, that doesn't count. Well, no, there's also <laughs> name that tune is actually back as well. It's hosted by uh, what's her name from Thirty Rock? Um, Tina, Tina Fey? Fey. No, the no, the blonde, the, the, the Jen Jenna. No, uh, it's not Jenna. No, that was it's, her um... character name. Well, her. I can't think what the fuck her name is, but she hosts it. Oh my with, god, I can't um, come up with their name either. With Randy Jackson. Like they both host it. He plays Ew. the music. He plays the music for the you know the tune and she hosts it. Um yeah, Jane Krasowski. And... Jane Krasowski. Yes. Krasowski. That's her name. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Well yeah. Done, sir. She well hosts done. it. She hosts she hosts name that tune. 
and um yeah and and like, then, i like followed one with the the uh the match game the match Man, that was weird i watched a couple episodes <laughs> of that it's like it's like what the hell is this <laughs> I can't. Yeah, that's not the same as the original match game. Um, it's not as good. When we did Watch, get cable, a lot of Hollywood squares too. When we got cable, eventually we well, there was like daytime game shows on the USA Network. Yes. Um, and the only one I remember off the top of my head is there was a game show version of Scrabble. Do you guys remember the game, the TV game show version of Scrabble? I don't remember it was, that one. It was hosted by Chuck Woolery. Yeah. And there were two contestants and um you it was like a scrabble board and then like they assigned like letters randomly. And it was just basic it's almost like Wheel of Fortune, but like you're doing actual like the the pattern of like the crossword, like the scrabble board. Um and we watched I watched that too, just because, you know, I was at home sick from school or whatever it was, or I was home during the summer. Um, so yeah. Uh, no, you guys don't remember that. Huh? That's weird. I don't, no, I don't remember that one. Wow. Like, okay. I, but there was tons of them. Like I remember win, lose or draw. Wow. Oh win, lose God, or draw. Yes. Win, lose or draw. That was fun. Bird Convy. <laughs> That's a name you probably haven't heard in a thousand years. <laughs> no, I don't even recognize Bird Convy. He I? was the host. He was the host of win, lose or draw. What was the name? Bert Convy. He was like a 70s actor. I have to look at uh, He hosted a couple other game shows and then he landed win, lose, or draw like in the early 90s. And then, oh, I, and then they like, had a different guy. host. Didn't they have like the, the redheaded woman? I forget her name. Or either that or she was just like a regular on there. They had regulars. They they definitely had regulars that were always on the show. Burt Reynolds was always on there too. Um, we but, used to watch a lot of Family Food in this house. Oh, family feud. My father and I would yell things across the house because we were like both really good at getting top answers. Fucking Ray Combs. You guys remember Ray Combs? He's one of the hosts. Yes. Yes. He fucking ended up killing himself. (laughs) I don't mean to laugh, but I don't mean to laugh. But no, I'm only laughing because it's so random that he he got like so like bummed out about hosting family feud that he like killed himself. It was something like that. I don't... He was the guy who came after um, what's his face who like used to kiss the guests on the lips. Yeah, Richard Dawson. Thank you. See, I'm yeah. glad you know these names. <laughs> no, I'm like I remember the useless shit that yeah. no one else should fucking. Um... I'm usually good at that, but like I said, I have very little brain okay, capacity. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna tell you guys the sad story about Ray Combs because I, I, why do you keep telling us sad stories? Because that's because that, if I gotta read this shit, I need to expel this out into the world. So anyway, on June first, 1996, police were called to Combs' home in Glendale, California, over reports of a disturbance. Combs has reportedly destroyed most of the inside of his house and had been banging his head against the walls. Uh, shortly after the police arrived, Combs' estranged wife, Debbie, arrived and informed them that Combs was suicidal and spent the previous weeks in a hospital for a suicide attempt. Uh, he was taken by the police to a uh, medical center uh, where he was placed on a 72-hour psychiatric observation hold. Uh, and then the next day, the hospital personnel discovered Combs hanging by his bedsheets in the closet of his room. Ooh. Uh, so, Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Next time that comes on uh, the Game Show Network, think about that. <laughs> the, 
do you not know how the show works by now, Lisa? We go, yeah, we go we dark. Yeah, we do sad. We go sad dark. Music. We get dark. Well, have you met me? I go dark. Well, and then why are you getting upset then? I don't know. I don't, Welcome to whatever with Jason the, Soto, where the, the co-hosts <laughs> bicker. The, be- <laughs> the banging of his head against the wall. That's so awful. Yeah, he had problems. Uh, sounds like a like a psychotic break. I need yeah. to look at a picture of him too, because I remember like he was knee high of a duck. He wasn't that tall. Yeah, he was not. He was not tall, and he always had, he wanted to hold a microphone. I think he. Um, he just insisted on having his own mic. I remember that too. Um, cause he never like, you know, whenever like he talked to people, he never like extended it. He always like held it like to himself and then other people had to like talk into their own microphones. Um, yeah, but yeah. Him I don't remember. I, I remember a lot of the newer hosts like, uh, Richard Karn, Richard Karn. and Louis Anderson. And then of course, Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey. And then for um, ages, for like a brief shining moment, uh, that guy that was on Seinfeld, um, I can't think what his name is. Uh, he was, um, I'll have to look it up. He was, Jason he was Alexander? like, <clears throat> no, he was like Elaine's <laughs> boss. He was like the guy that had the J Crew oh, company. Oh, 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 I can't remember that guy's name. Um, yeah, I can picture him, but I can't think of who oh. his. I can't think of his name. Um, so it's picking up Ray Combs because that's the last thing that I looked up. Um, but yeah, he, like, it was like a very shining brief moment. Um, he had it. Um, Louis Anderson, um, John O'Hurley. Yeah. If you look up John O'Hurley, it's going to come to you. Like, oh yeah, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, and actually, he had it before Steve Harvey. He's the last guy that had it before Steve Harvey. So yeah, and then Man. Steve Harvey just finally left. I think no, yeah. really. Yeah, oh my I, god, I've, no I've, way! I definitely read that just recently. That he he just recently stepped down, and and he'd been doing it like he was actually the I think he's the the longest, either the longest yeah. or host of the most episodes what? at this point. Holy shit, that's weird. Cause he's probably he is probably like the best one. Um, honestly, he it's just something about his like reactions is just fucking hilarious. Um, yeah, one of the funniest ones uh, because you know those clips come up every every so often. Like oh the, yeah, you know the overtly sexual ones. And yes, like, yes. Um, and then his reactions are the best, and I think they're better whenever it actually shows it. Like he they like whenever he is certain it's not going to be on the board, but then it is. I think those are the best. And yeah, those are the greatest. The, yeah. the one that I saw that's recently was like um, things that In- Abraham Lincoln rode. <laughs> and they they were looking for the last one and of course there was like um you know a horse a carriage and then the uh the family or the the person said uh his wife <laughs> and then of course <laughs> steve harvey you know gets, does the look to camera yeah like the, the incredulous and he's like Show me his wife, and then there pops up, you know, <laughs> Mrs. Lincoln slash his wife. <laughs> oh man, well that sucks. I, I like Steve Harvey as the host. I wonder who. I mean, who the hell can you get to replace him? Like he did a real. He's done a really, really good job. I can't even like, think of somebody. I can't even think of somebody that could do it. Like I couldn't even do it. I no, wouldn't even. No I wouldn't even recommend myself to do it. So. 
I don't yeah, know. Well, good luck. Tough. I mean, it's tough to think of who is like an actor that is would be good on the a game show because there's. No. I mean, like I said, there's been a t- an explosion of them, and I would say that most of the people that they pick for hosts are not great hosts. True. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, it was nice going down this game show nostalgia trail. And, you know, we had to get dark with it because I'm me. Um, Ray Combs killed himself. Okay, with that said, it's time for the mixtape. god i love the mixtape you guys last week uh lisa you weren't here i missed it i had a very interesting show last week um in case you didn't know lisa i talked to strangers i've told you not to talk to strangers (laughs) you weren't here to supervise me oh my good i blame you i blame you lisa i did it from watching you um Anyway, Bubba, you're the guest, so you get to go first. Now, typically, we don't do this on the mixtape. I like to be surprised by the song that the guest or Lisa or Bear or whoever. Um, But you told me, you gave me explicit directions today. (laughs) You said, I want you to listen to this goddamn song. You were very angry for some reason. I'm like, Bubba, calm down, man. Bubba doesn't get angry. You were like, you fucker listen to this fucking song and i was like all right i'm sorry so i did listen to the song so please tell everyone what the song is and why you wanted me to listen to it well back whenever i first um you know switched over to spotify and started choosing songs on there like my start was kind of meg myers and then i just kind of picked the you know the uh, meg myers mix and then spotify it's like you know, one out of every six songs will be Meg Myers, and then the other five will be related <laughs> artists. Okay. And then that, that kind of introduced me to a lot of uh, artists that I didn't hadn't heard before. And one of them was a band called uh, Miss Mister. And I found myself, you know, really liking a lot of their songs. And okay. then the lead singer has a, a solo project called LPX. Okay. And that's, you know, I've I also enjoyed a lot of their those songs and this this song that I chose which is called uh, Red Queen and mm. I I really enjoyed it and and I always like had um a very specific thought of what the song was about because of how I heard the the chorus the the lyrics in the chorus and then like you know, a year or two later, I actually like looked up the lyric video because it, it like it doesn't have a video. It, it has like the the lyric, the um, you know, like the animated lyrics. Mm-hmm. And then I read what it actually said, and it's like, oh, that is not what I thought it said at all. <laughs> so I, so I'm kind of curious of if you hear heard what I heard, or if you heard something different. So in the chorus, it's um, you know. Uh, uh, I couldn't tell you, but you were only a friend, keeping me warm until. Uh, I have to remember. Because uh, I just listened to it. I didn't look up the lyrics or nothing. <laughs> um, 
I'd have to hear it. Um, um, because I didn't remember thinking anything weird. Um, because I mean, I guess I should have asked why I was listening to it, and maybe <laughs> I would have paid more attention. Um, because I I was just listening to it. Um. Uh, has a song and like i said i thought it sounded like miley cyrus um well then I'm, well i guess i'll i'll just you know spoil it but i always thought that it that the song says you know keeping me warm until you nut in my hand <laughs> that's an amazing word yeah okay i'll have to listen to it again and <laughs> yes. i'll just see if i hear that um because i don't then, think i know, noticed I... <laughs> and I thought that that was like you know a really interesting. It's really you know, cozy lyrics. It's yeah. you know just yeah. like yeah. I thought it was about a song about you know <laughs> about like a, a relationship about someone that's thought you know it's about her singing about this this like someone in the friend zone mm. and it's like the she's talking about her okay you know that this comfort friend but then she gives him a handy every once in a while yeah. <laughs> Whew. Okay, I will. So I would I... like friends with benefits, but then I actually read the lyrics, and it's and it's keeping me warm until you're not in my hand. Well, who would be in her hand? Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. That's amazing, though. Amazing. I will have to pay attention to that when I go to edit the song into the show. Um, amazing. Yeah. Wow. Okay. From what it's worth, when I was, I mean, I was like, that's the only thing I was doing was listening to it. I never thought anything was weird sounding. Um, cause my, my mind was, this was a cool song and the singer kind of sounded like Miley Cyrus. And then I didn't pick up any weird lyrics. And then I'm thinking like, is he trying to put this on lyrical innuendos? Like, is that <laughs> like, was that why he's asking? Like, you know, I was I trying to like figure it out. To now. I was kind of feeling it out, and I'm like, I wonder why he told me to pay attention or listen to this or whatever. So my mind was like, you know, just focus on the song, but I wasn't really super focused on like lyrics and stuff. So yeah, I will, I will revisit when I when I edit the episode. So all right, cool. For what it's worth, I did like the song. Um, my pick. Um, to anyone who pays attention to me on social media, read zero people. Um. I mentioned that uh, I went down a hole, and I went down a hole hole. Uh, I started listening to a bunch of songs from the band Hole. Um, one of my favorites from them is Malibu. Um, I don't know song. why that song is as amazing as it is. Just something about it um, appeals to me. But I already put it on the mixtape. I, I checked. So I'm going to go to their second album called Live Through This, uh, which came out in 94. And um, it's a great album. I highly recommend that. I actually listen to, like, and it's so short, I actually listen to it twice, like, on a repeat. Um, that's how infatuated I was with this album. And I call bullshit on uh, uh, her saying that Kurt Cobain did not help make any of the songs because there's two songs on that album. I swear to God, it could be Nirvana if it wasn't her singing, like straight up a Nirvana song. But I believe it. Neither I here nor it. there. I'm going with a, a single off the, the album. It was called Violet. Uh, it's a great song, um, and it's the first song on the album, and uh. Yeah, it's just a great song. So it's called Violet by Hole. 
And, you know, Courtney Love, say what you want about her. I think she's talented. I like her. People give her a lot of shit. Um, but I like Courtney Love. And she's actually not that bad of an actress. She was in um, Man in the Moon with uh, Jim Carrey. and She was in um, The People versus Larry Flynn. Yeah. She was nominated for that, wasn't she? I think so. She's actually not that bad of an actress. Yep, so, can't be too bad. Yeah, she was, she was wonderful in Man in the Moon, absolutely. So... Anyway, those are going to be our mixtape picks. Uh, to those watching on YouTube, I'm sorry, I cannot put the songs here. Uh, but you're free to pause. Go seek them out. Listen to it. Pretend they are. Uh, and then come on back because um, a lot of people reached out to us for help. So let's go help these people, you guys. Stay tuned. This is not a warning. No, no threat now But you haven't got away with it just yet Cause any day now
sky was made of amethyst And all the stars were just like little fish You should learn when to go You should learn how to say no podcast you're listening to so we can tell you about musically ignorant hosted by me jason and my pal lackey hi i'm lackey we discuss all kinds of music from mainstream pop acts like ben folds and rem and very obscure acts like cabaret volter and black moth super rainbow i think you just made those names up i most certainly did not well i guess that's why we named the show musically ignorant indeed you rapscallion 
Now, before Lackey turns too much into a 19th century professor, you should check us out on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google, or our home website, rabbitholepodcast.com. Jason, have you ever heard of this Lizzo person that's trending on Twitter? Oh, man, I got my work cut out for me. Okay, everybody, we are back. Hey, you listening and or watching, you should go to patreon.com slash rabbitholepods because... This week's Patreon exclusive is I am going to show some weird commercials to Bubba and Lisa, and they are going to react. Uh, so you can check that out over on patreon.com slash rabbit hole pods. Three dollars gets you in the door to check that shit out. Okay, hey, you guys, sometimes on this podcast, I like to help people. I'm not just about doom and gloom and talk about you know, game show host suicide. That's not what Jason Soto is always about. I like to help people. I like to help people, you know, and sometimes people reach out to me and they'll be like, Jason, we need your help. We need your help very badly. We need your advice. So I gather these things, you know, and uh, we're going to help some people. I thought Bubba, he's he's wise in his old he age. Is. And um, that wasn't very nice. Jason. <laughs> It's a comedy nice. pod. It's a comedy podcast, Lisa. Not everything I say is serious. Uh, uh, and, and also, you know, I, you're technically you're two weeks older than me. Oh shit! If he's two weeks older than me, then I'm a full two years older. I'm the old asshole here. Oh my god! Anyway, we're gonna help some people with some advice, and so uh, uh, Lisa, Bubba, we're gonna need, we're gonna we're gonna help some people out there. All right. Okay. So, first and foremost, uh, I pick this um, because, as I said, Lisa's a teacher and Bubba's a parent. And uh, I figured both of you guys combined might have something helpful here. Uh, this is called Prom Advice. Uh, oh, it says, our prom starts at 7 and ends at 10, but we plan to leave at 9 just to do something else. But I don't know what that something else exactly is. I was planning we eat afterwards, but most of the fancy restaurants nearby are closed after 9 or 10 p.m. He is going to pick me up at 5, and we're taking pictures around 6 with friends, so we'll have an hour to be together, and I don't know what to do during that time frame. Any recommended activities, literally anything, before and after? Um, Yeah, there you go. So this person uh, wants some stuff to do um on prom night um in between the pictures and going to the um actual prom what activities can we think of uh for them to do uh you know between uh lisa what what, what do you what do you say in your infinite wisdom <laughs> they reached out to us man oh, here's here's the problem I I have to go on a quick tangent here if you'll allow me. <laughs> okay. So I've I've been so there's a I don't even know how to express this without it being strange. But so <laughs> don't spit all over your keyboard. It's not good for it. So okay. there's this element like I've been accused of zebras, and the idea is you know like I always think of the strangest element. So when you when you know when I hear a herd like a stampede. Normal people think horses, I think of zebras, is the, is the metaphor. So you're over here telling me about this. 
and I went right for the zebras. You told me that this person wants to leave at nine o'clock. The prom ends at 10. I'm wondering how they're even allowed to leave because at our proms, you are not allowed to leave that early from prom. <laughs> and I got hung up on that, unfortunately. Also, these poor fools have a short prom. Seven to 10, that's nothing. And where are they going to go to eat? First of all, because they're fed at prom. And then it makes me wonder where they live because for everything to be closed by nine o'clock is really strange. So it's gotta be a small town. I, apparently. <clears throat> so I feel like there's probably... or like somewhere in the South. Cause I feel like a lot, you know, everything except for fast food restaurants close around nine or 10 and, and even like the, uh, like the big box stores, like the grocery stores, they close at 11. Mm. Oh my gosh. I mean, I feel like their best option is somebody must be having a bonfire in a cornfield somewhere. Okay. Go find uh, that and go walk with he who walks behind the rose. Do you have anything to add to that, Bubba? I mean, <laughs> my movie head just got... <laughs> I mean, my... My, uh, you know, cliched teen movie head. It just can't think of anything. <laughs> can't think of anything else except for you know, sex in the limo. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's where I was going to actually. Uh, I mean, because you know, I, I, I mean, I'm I'm a parent, but you know, I'm not. I'm I'm a liberal parent, and also I'm an introvert, so I'm the worst person to ask for advice on things to do. So uh, I'm right there with you. Guys. <laughs> I guess I mean watch a movie together. And go to church and pray. No, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I go mean, to midnight mass. Yeah, go to midnight mass. Yeah. Um, I don't, I mean, okay, yeah, I need, we need to know where you live, um, because if it's a tiny town, or if it's in the south, like Bubba said, uh, you know, there's not a lot you're gonna be doing, not a lot of places are open, um, and I don't know what kind of scene you guys got, like, you know, arcades are kind of starting to come back a little bit, so maybe one of those might be open, uh, you can always, you know, if you got that much time, catch a movie, uh, or, you know, you can go in a car with some baseball bats and knock down some mailboxes. That's always... <laughs> there you go. So there you go. Hopefully we helped. Um, so the next, uh, writer inner, um, has a very specific, uh, request. Uh, they want to know if, uh, we have any ideas how to quit porn. Um, this person is 14 years old. They're very horny all the time. Oh. Uh, busted one in the car today. Uh, if, uh, he feels very guilty and regrets it a lot. Please help. I need to stop jacking it. Oh. I feel like he's too young to have to worry about this. I mean, it's kind of... It, I, I mean, uh, you two may be a little bit more experienced in how to answer this, but... um. I kind of um, feel it comes with the territory at that age. So to speak. So, um, <laughs> I'm going to say this. You're 14, my man. Hi, I'm Jason. Nice to meet you. Thank you for coming to me for this uh, advice. You clearly came to the right place. <laughs> literally and figuratively. Um, you're 14 years old. It's okay. Just keep jacking it. You're yeah, fine. I mean. It's normal. You're going to do it. I mean, there's a there's a slight chance you may get a girlfriend or a boyfriend, whatever you may be into. 
And, you know, they can help you. You can have sex. Fucking have sex at 14. Hey, Jason Soto here. Have sex at fucking 14. Just be safe when you do it. <laughs> um, There's a whole TV series on MTV about having sex at 14. You're going to be fine. <laughs> or, okay, if you're single, um, just jerk it off. Just jerk off. It's fine. It's absolutely normal. You know how often I jerked off when I was 14? I barely left my bedroom when I was 14. All and right. I'll see where he is. <laughs> and look where I am today. <laughs> I run the second most popular podcast on Spotify. So this could be you too. Uh, <laughs> Bubba, I know you're an introvert, but you know, what do, what do you, what do you, well, here you go. You're an introvert. This involves an inside thing. What, what are you, what do you got to say? <laughs> I mean, like, I'm, honestly, my, my thought goes to, I, I know this is a comedy podcast, but my, my first thought goes to an actual serious answer. And, okay. and, and that is, you know, it's, it, as long as it's not interfering with your daily life, it's perfectly fine. You shouldn't feel guilty about it. But if it gets to the point where it is interfering with your daily activities, <sighs> like you're doing like if if you're watching porn instead of doing homework like it's you're falling behind on your grades you're you're watching porn like in places where you shouldn't be like in in your parents car that's that's where you should you have to figure out if this is like this is becoming an addiction and i need to get some help and and it is it can be a you know an addiction problem even at 14 and that's there are things you know places that you can go to there there's you know there's a lot of support groups you know there's a lot of like drug but there's also addiction support groups and that would be a, a good place to go to or just keep jerking off okay thank you for writing in person <laughs> thank you for writing in um okay the next one okay this is again it's a comedy show but we got kind of kind of a serious question here so let's see how let's see how we handle this. Uh, so I'm a 23 year old female, and my girlfriend is 21. Her mom is the most uh, narcissistic person I know, and but I've never met her. Uh, me and my girlfriend's been dating for almost a year uh, this month, and it's been the best year of my life. However, my girlfriend's mom is very homophobic. She is always controlling, blaming my girlfriend's every decision on me, um, which I give advice, but ultimately I have no say in her decisions. It's her life, of course, and she is free to leave at any time. I'll never make her stay as as toxic. Anyway, she finally stepped up now uh, that she has some confidence and want to take control of her own money uh, ever since she started working as a teen. Uh, she's never seen her bank account, which is insane. Her mom claims she spends way too much money, uh, but I'd say it's about average as any other middle-class person out there. We recently learned after I helped her switch banks. Um, uh, then she went into a little weird side. That she had all of $30 in both accounts. She's been working for years. Uh, yeah, she started a little later at 18, but still, her mom has been stealing her money this entire time. Wow. And already is a money-spending addict to begin with. Uh, with the COVID relief money, she spent $15,000 and long before stole 30000 from family. So needless to say, she hasn't shown my girlfriend proof of there being uh, her money anywhere. 
I'm trying to convince her to move out into her aunt, who loves her dearly, uh, and just to get her fucking money back and her life back. Um, what sucks is we're trying to save for a house and to get about 13k each for down payments. Um, should she sue the mom to get her money back? At our age, would that even work? Um, so remember, 23 and 21. Yeah, fuck yeah, fucking sue the mom. Are work. you fucking kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> it would work because you're you're an adult. You're both adults. Yeah, that's that's fucking bullshit, man. You should fucking uh, you know what you should do is you get put ski masks on, break into the mom's house, tie her up to a chair, don't do any harm to her, and then just rob the mom and take whatever money you can, and then just make like you're some other robbers. That's it. Do not harm the mom. I do not want to get dragged into a lawsuit where it was like, hey, the mom died because this asshole on the internet told me to do it. No, no, no. I just said tie her to a chair and then rob her. Do not do anything else. Please, for the love of God. Don't rob but her. But if she like... happens to if she happens to die through other reasons, you know, just make sure that she has a good insurance policy and you're the benefactor. There oh you go. God. Yeah. Now that's from Bubba, who is not affiliated with whatever with Jason Soto. So Oh God, you're all killing me. <laughs> so Lisa, what do you think? I would recommend the fact that you are old enough, you are adults, and if there's an element there, like, sue, sue mom. You know, like, you gotta, you gotta get your money back. If it belongs yeah. to you and there's a paper trail, then get that money back. I agree. I agree. Fucking, <sighs> one thing that bugs me the most is overprotective parents. And I, you know, my parents were very loosey-goosey with me. Like, you know... They weren't like, you know, do whatever you want, but they also weren't like strict. Um, my mom, like I said, she let me watch basically whatever any movie <laughs> in the world at such a young age. Just, you know, I saw Exorcist at age nine, so that tells you anything. Um, and, you know, my dad was, you know, a very, you know, a very good father. He was always there for me. And, um, but he was never like, you know, you can't do this or very strict or anything like that. They both were, you know, oh, you know, let me kind of make my own mistakes, if you were. You know what I mean? Like, they never, like, you know, oh, you can't leave the house or you can't stay out past nine. Or they were just like, yeah, if he fucking breaks his leg at 1130 at night on the school night, that's his fucking, <laughs> that's his fucking deal. And, but I think that's what you need. Because um, when my sister was born... You know, I was 16 when she was born. Everyone was like, oh, you're going to be, like, super overprotective of her. And I'm like, no, I'm going to do the same thing. Let her make her own mistakes. If she wants to fuck a dude at age 14, that's her. That's on her. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, like, be all like, oh, you can't date my sister until she's, like, 30 years older. Like, that's just, that's just annoying, obnoxious bullshit. And I don't tolerate that. So, mm. I'm I'm all for people making their own mistakes. Let people figure shit out on their own. And if they're like, oh, this guy was kind of an asshole. I think I'm not going to date him. Let them discover that on their own. So, there you go. Um, I agree. I think it's a good call. Okay, so these next set of questions I pulled because, uh, Bubba, you not only work with arcade-style games, but you like some arcade-style games yourself. If I remember correctly, 
you came into possession of an arcade game, um, which you were like fixing up or something. Is that correct? Am I remembering that, am I remembering that <laughs> yeah. right? In theory, <laughs> less so in practice, but uh, okay. Yes, but I've... you do have like you do. Okay, so I pulled yeah. these next set of questions just for you. So, so Bubba, we in tribute of you because you're a guest. Uh, this one person is trying to come up with a name for an arcade cabinet. For the last two months, I was building an arcade cabinet, and I am on the finishing line in terms of progress. Huh. So I decided it's time to name it and design a marquee for it. But after thinking about it for two days, I still got no idea. Any suggestions would be fantastic. What do you think, Boba? I mean, my... It might not work for him, but if if it was something for me, I would go with a, a little bit of my nostalgia, because the the first arcade that I worked at was uh, Aladdin's Castle, and so I would name it Aladdin's Lamp. Nice, I like that. That makes sense. Because I I would imagine that it <laughs> that it's like one of those uh, emulator cabinets that you know can play yeah, multiple not arcade a... games. <clears throat> Not a lot of detail. <clears throat> that's all I got in the email. So that's that's kind of. I mean, if it's if, if they're building it themselves, <laughs> then it's most likely you know like these days it's it's not that hard. You can do like a Raspberry Pi, get an emulator, and like load up a whole bunch of arcade games, and uh, do it that way. Hmm. Mm. Okay. Um. Yeah, I, 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 I'm glad you understood what the fuck you're talking about because I sure the hell didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to read the question because I know you like arcade stuff, so I'm glad you got it because I'm like, I don't know, name is Steve. Yeah. <laughs> I don't tell you. Yeah, I like. Yeah, basically, he's building something that looks like a classic arcade cabinet, but it's basically like a video game console that has a bunch of games. Okay. Up on. All right. And so okay. he wants to like right. design a, a marquee, so it's like you know, it's his arcade cabinet. See, and then, you know, name it something. Bubba's mm. a, Bubba's a smart guy. Hi, Lisa's husband. <laughs> Who's gonna be only on the YouTube video and not on the podcast because he's not speaking? No, he's not speaking currently. Okay, I mean, you can speak if you'd like. He's he's nice listening the way he is. He's listening to some jams. <laughs> he is. So this Probably is why some random history podcast. I know. I normally we... have to listen to secondhand because he walks around with his phone unplugged all the time, and he's actually got yes, here we go. <laughs> he's got um, his earbuds in because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. So YouTube the YouTube viewers got something a little extra this week. Uh all right, cool. Uh so the next one, uh Bubba. Uh he wants to know, uh, is he being petty over fifty cents? The day of my graduation, the boys and I went to see Godzilla in theaters last year. Yeah. And afterwards, we went to the arcade inside. The arcade there was various machines, the most notable of which were the typical sit down and drive a car arcade cabinet and a coin pusher. The special part about this coin pusher is that you insert quarters instead of tokens, and you also get quarters out, which you never see in an ordinary arcade. I know what you're talking about. I have seen those in carnivals and festivals. Being the typical casual gambler I am, I gravitated to coin pusher like a fly to honey. I ended up getting the far right side loaded, 
with only two quarters remaining, and then my friend's friend asked me to borrow my quarters so that he could play the racing game. I said no and piss off since I barely know the guy. Okay, uh, But he kept on complaining that he had no cash for quarters and wanted to play at least one game before we would leave. I ended up saying fuck it and to pay me back at a later date. A little bit later, after my friend's father started to play the coin pusher as well, then started gravitating to the coin pusher as well. Why'd you repeat yourself, my man? It happened a year ago, so I'm a bit fuzzy on details, but then he proceeded to whip out a dollar and quarters, pointed the coin ramp in the opposite direction of the loaded corner, and lost all four in a span of 20 seconds. Afterwards, he asked me what the big deal was, and when I explained to my friends the situation, nobody backed me up and acted like I was being petty. Aww. It's now been a year, and so I started talking to the guy again. I know I'm definitely being petty now <laughs> that I remembered about it after a year, but I was curious if I should have been so pissed over the 50 cents at the time it happened, since none of my friends were backing me up over it. Dude, it's 50 fucking sense i mean really my man. Over it. For, for a second i thought this was gonna be like a, a, a phoebe and friends situation with like the old lady <laughs> with lurking and get you know stealing it like waiting for people that uh they give up on a slot machine and then jump oh, in behind them and get a, yeah, get a yeah. jackpot. <laughs> yeah. I thought that, yes. For a second, I thought that's where the story was going to go. And like his friend yeah. put in the 50 cents and won, <laughs> won a bunch of quarters. But no, it's... He's just it's, mad that he lost dad 50 put cents. In a dollar and didn't win anything. It's like, oh, you would have put the 50 cents in and you wouldn't have won anything. So big freaking deal. What the fuck, man? Yeah, get, yeah. get over it. I hope you're listening. <laughs> yeah, well, I know you are listening because you sent me the email. Thank you. Um, yes, if, if, yes, the very current email, because I'm certain that he was talking about a recent Godzilla movie and not Godzilla from 2000. Yeah, exactly. He was talking <laughs> about the 2000 Godzilla? Actually, I don't know. I mean, we've had a lot of Godzilla movies in the past, Ooh. like, 10 years, so it's hard to it's say. One, I guess wait, it could have been called... What was it, 97, wasn't it? Uh, the Matthew Broderick one was 98. Okay, uh, yeah, no. There no. was a Godzilla 2000. Um... God. Then there was. Uh, I, guess I, um, I guess I have completely blanked out the the recent like twenty fourteen. And then you got like the re the reboots with like Brian Cranston, the Godzilla one from twenty fifteen. Yeah, those are fun. I enjoy those. Uh, then there's, there's Godzilla also Shin Kong, Godzilla. Shin Godzilla. See, there's a lot to choose from. I could have like been any of those. A could've lot. Been any of those. Any of them. Any of them. Yeah, my Last... my mind of course goes to the ninety eight Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's what probably the best. Was, that's was the best one. Ruined. I think yeah, I said it. I saw. <laughs> I said it. There's nothing wrong with that Godzilla. God damn it. I am defending it. All right, last question. My boyfriend gets angry at video games. Uh, my current boyfriend is perfect. He has absolutely zero flaws. Other than he gets angry when he loses at video games. He'll typically bang his desk and yell something really loudly, usually, what the fuck? Yeah. Or, this game is stupid! Or something. It scares me a lot and triggers something inside of me. It makes me very upset and sometimes I'll start crying. Additionally, it's typically risky to talk to him when he's mad at the game because the anger will get directed toward me. For example, I'll say something like, it's okay, or yeah, the game is dumb. And he'll just tell me to shut up because he takes it as an insult. 
I've communicated my feelings about him getting angry at video games. He knows and understands that it upsets me. He feels really bad about it and usually will get sad afterward because he feels bad for hurting my feelings or scaring me. He absolutely hates himself for it, but cannot seem to get better at controlling his emotions. Any advice? Yes, before you guys say. When he is playing the video game, just leave. Because what's going to happen is you know he's going to get upset. Like, if he gets upset every time he plays a video game, um, he's going to get upset. And so you should just leave. Or, and maybe I'm going to steal Lisa's answer, maybe he should play peaceful video games. Maybe he <laughs> should do Animal Farm. Or, um, what's that one, Lisa? Stardew Animal Valley? Animal Farm. Animal Farm. <laughs> Book by George Orwell. <laughs> or what uh, the I fuck think ever. You mean Animal Crossing. Yeah, that. <laughs> or, you know, Animal Farm, the popular video game that came out in 2020. You know, you get to play as, you know, communist animals on a farm. That is funny. <laughs> you get to play a snowball. You know, it works out. No. Uh, suggest that he plays peaceful video. Maybe, maybe you know... When he starts pulling out like the Grand Theft Auto, don't like be around him, and then maybe suggest, "Hey, I hear this Stardew Valley game is kind of neat. We should play this together." Uh, I don't know. What do you think? What do you guys think? I honestly feel like this is something like most people have this kind of anger problem when it comes to certain video games. I mean, like if he calms down within like half an hour of playing, then just you know, put him in his bubble, let him do his thing, and just move on. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, this may surprise you, but I, I have definitely been one of those people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, like, I have, like, I've never, like, thrown a controller at the TV, but I, especially, like, whenever I was a teen, I've definitely, like, banged a controller against my leg, <laughs> you know, whenever I'm losing, and yeah, yeah, and, like, just gotten extremely mad, and, like, whenever you're in that ad space, like, if somebody interrupts you, like, you you know, you have, you're seeing, you're basically seeing red and mm -hmm. it, it doesn't matter. And yeah, the, the advice is just to, to leave him alone and, you know, not be in that space where he's like, you know, if you can see him start to get upset, either like one of two things, I, I know it's, it's difficult depending on the type of game that he's playing because sometimes you know the the anger is like a hair trigger you know you're you're doing good and like if you're playing like a um, you know a first person shooter you're doing good and then suddenly you die out of nowhere then that's yeah. that's like an instant trigger to trigger your anger yeah. so you can't mm -hmm. so it's not like you can see it building and then you can like try to calm him down and get him to step away but like in, in those sorts of situations, just, you know, not be around him because it, it sounds like it is just directed at the video game. Oh, yeah. And not not directed at, at her. And that's, you know, it, it's something that you just have to realize that 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 is a situation and you can you can enjoy a video game 90 percent of the time, but it can still trigger that 10 percent of extreme anger. And it's it's not it is a fault with the pro with the video game but that doesn't necessarily mean that you don't still enjoy the other 90% whenever you're having fun I agree yeah I'm yeah exactly um when I was a 
don't know, 12, 13, I had a Sega Genesis, and uh, I got Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And all I did in between school and homework was fucking play that. And to anyone who's played Sonic the Hedgehog 2, there is a stage at the end where you're on a uh, flying ship. And that is the by far the fucking most frustrating level of any video game that I have played. Because you can fall off that fucking thing, or you can run into blades, or you can fly off of it from fans. It is so aggravating. And um, beating the final boss is really hard, until you know the pattern. Oh, yeah. But I was like, fucking hell, will this guy fucking die already? So I was one also who would be like playing this stuff, and I'd just be you know, verbally shouting, but I never got like... I threw my controller or punched the TV or anything like that. So I would just say what the fuck like a thousand times. And that was how I got my frustration out. So Yeah, I think even relatively recently, <clears throat> I've, I got, uh, you know, the, the Witcher. I was playing the Witcher and, you know, I wasn't that, like, I was very rusty on these kind of, uh, you know, action style of video games and, and so, like, I got to the first big, like, group battle where I'm fighting a big group of enemies, and I just couldn't get past it. Like, I kept dying, and I got, you know, to the point where I got, you know, I didn't, I am older and I'm better able to control my anger, but I got to the point where I, like, just, you know, tossed the controller um, on the, you know, in front of, like, on the couch in front of me, and I had to step away, and, like, okay, I need to turn this off for a little while, because I'm getting too wrapped up in this game. Yeah, 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 I agree. All right, well, thank you guys for helping our listeners. Uh, those were real listeners that we had who wrote in. Uh, if you got a problem like that, yo, we'll solve it. Check out the hook while the DJ revolves it. And uh, email us at whateverjsoto at gmail.com, and we may help you out in the future. So, uh, Bubba, you are a fun guest. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, you do Lyrical Innuendo, which can be found on Rabbit Hole Podcast. But let's go ahead and talk about your non-Rabbit Hole Podcast for a minute. Tell us all about that one. Sure. My my other podcast that I've been doing for a couple of years now, it's called It's Time to Rewind. And, um, you know, each I, I kind of break it down into different seasons. Each season, I kind of switch between a movie or a TV show. And the, the connecting thread to everything that I cover is it involves time loops in some way. So the, the first season, I covered Groundhog Day. The second season, I covered several episodes of The Twilight Zone, the ones that featured time loops specifically, or at least something resembling a time loop. Um, the third season, I, I, I picked, you know, several smaller movies, Triangle, Time Crimes. Um, and then I went to uh, Buffy and Angel. They each had a time loop episode. And the, the one that I'm currently doing, which, you know, Lisa has actually joined me as a co-host for a portion of it is Memento, which it's not exactly a time loop movie, but it's kind of a time loop movie. The way I explain it is like, you know, the main character, Leonard, he's kind of in his own time loop because <laughs> he's basically repeating the day after his uh, injury where he got this short-term memory loss over <laughs> and over again. And yeah. we're kind of put in his head through the movie. And it's, uh, it's, 
in a weirdly split up in a weird chronological, you know, and not chronologically. And so the the color scenes uh, basically work backwards, and then they're split up with black and white scenes that move forward chronologically. And Lisa joins me for all the black and white scenes. I do. Uh, okay. 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 Cool. All right. Well, go we'll check that out. It's a great podcast. I've been on it a bunch. Um, definitely a fun time. So, uh, thank you, Bubba, for being a guest. Uh, you're welcome always. So, with that said, let's wrap up the show. Whatever with Jason Soto is hosted by me, Jason Soto, and. Lisa Sally Haynes. That's I me. can be found on Twitter at Famous Comedian, on Instagram at I'm underscore Famous Comedian, or you can email the show with any questions, complaints, or lawsuits to whatever Jason Soto at gmail.com. Go check out our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash rabbit hole pod, and follow Rabbit Hole Podcast on Twitter at rabbithp. And you should also just go to rabbitholepodcast.com. That is where you can find every single show on the Rabbit Hole Podcast Network, uh, including uh, Bubba Show, including Lisa's Book Club Show, uh, including maybe one or two other shows that I do. You know, I, I keep it light. I'm not on there very often. Uh, rabbitholepodcast.com. You can find this podcast on Spotify, Amazon. Uh, if you go... Alexa, play whatever with Jason Soto. It will play the latest episode of uh, whatever. Uh, we're also on Apple and Google. So if you're into those kind of things, you sick freak. Uh, or you can check us out anywhere. You get awesome, awesome podcasts. The mixtape intro song was made by our dear pal, Lackey. Lackey. Thank you, Lackey, for making a song. You're awesome. The beginning and ending theme song is Liam Lynch's United States of Whatever from the album Fake Songs. I'm sorry, YouTube. You not get to hear that because it is copyrighted. And I accidentally put it in last week's episode. And boy, <gasps> oh boy, did I get a strike. YouTube is not forgiving, let me tell you. Even if I was like, I'm sorry, YouTube, oh, I'm sorry. They were like, how dare you. See what happens when I'm not here. Quit leaving the country. Uh, <laughs> the show is made possible thanks to our Patreon members. Patreon. Yeah. I, I love our Patreon members. I want to marry every single one of them. Chris R. from AfterCredits.com. Thank you so much to Chris R., the Vern from Cinema Recall and Tales from the Double R. Thank you so much to The Vern. The mysterious benefactor who is now home, Silent Partner. I hope you are resting back in your own bed. Silent Partner, thank you. Uh, Nimrod Forrest, thank you so much to Nimrod Forrest. Carl, thank you so much, Carl. Hope you're doing better. Uh, Richard Kirkham, thank you so much to Richard. Uh, Bear, who is, you know, still a friend, still here, just not right now. Thank you, Bear. Uh, Sherry Coons, thank you so much to uh, Sherry Coons. Um, Brenda, I want to thank Brenda so much. I got to bring Brenda onto whatever, because uh, her dynamic fits so well with this show. Holy shit. And finally, Isabel. Thank you so much to Isabel. You are becoming like our number one fan, and I appreciate you as always. So thank you all to the Patreon people. You guys fucking rock. 
Uh, you out there listening can also rock by going to patreon.com slash rabbit hole pods. $3 a month will get you in and you can listen to episodes really early. Uh, I mean, really, really like there's an episode from like 2025 that's in there somewhere. I'm sure you can root, root for it. It's in there. You'll find it. And uh, a lot of other great bonus stuff. We're going to record a bonus content thing in a minute here. You can go check that out. Patreon.com slash rabbit hole pods. All right, Lisa, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. You're cool. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to have you back. I missed you. Uh, That is going to do it for this episode. Everyone out there listening and watching, I appreciate you as well. Wash your goddamn hands and keep your head in the clouds and your feet in the mud. Adios. Cause this is my United States or whatever And this is my United States or whatever Copyright 2023 Rabbit Hole Podcasts Rabbit Hole Podcasts.com